everybody. This is So Many Sequels. I'm Josh. I'm Andrew. I'm Garrett. And I'm David. Look at this. The whole you know, I'd actually forgotten where Andrew went in the order. The whole squad. Andrew's his own thing. He goes wherever in the order he wants. <laughs> yeah. Wait, he's Shakira. Shakira. Yeah. Wherever, wherever and whenever. Oh, oh okay. I see. I see. I don't like it, but I get it now. You know. Well, we're meant to be together. Sometimes the references just don't hit for me. Mm. Hips it should have. It should have. That's a reference I would make, though. Yeah. Rock with a banger, boys. I like it. I, I like. <laughs> I like starting off with Shakira. See what you uh, do, Andrew. You disrupt the flow. Uh, we're talking I'm about a disruptor. We're talking I disrupt about Brad things. Pitt all month, right? That's, That's right. Still thing. We're still talking about Brad Pitt. Pick a pit. August. Oh, bye. It disappeared for a second for the video for the audio listeners, but we are talking about Pick a Pit. We've been watching yeah. Brad Pitt movies all August in celebration of Bullet Train. In celebration of Bullet and now, Train, yeah. Now we're up to a new movie of his. Andrew, you didn't see, you haven't seen Bullet Train, have you? Yeah. Oh, you did. Were you I on mean, that episode? With you guys. He was with us. My my, I don't. I'm old. <laughs> I don't remember years. anything. <laughs> I don't remember anything. I was literally sitting next to you. No, that's a lie. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. Josh's gray matter is it's, it's, it's smoother than it used to be. Okay, well, never mind then. So, yeah, we're doing Pick a Pit. We yeah. are on our fourth pick of the month, right? Correct. Yes. Fourth pick of the month, World War Z World is what War we're Z. talking about today. This was Garrett's pick, so why don't you kick us off by explaining why was this your pick and what did you think? You know, I struggled with my pick. I think I said last week I, I bounced around from movie to movie. I think it was originally Interview with a Vampire and then Burn After Reading, I think, and then something else, this, and then back to something else, and then this. And I think it, the movies that we have chose really influenced this. This is one that I really enjoy. But in this one, we've seen a different kind of brand fit than what we have. He's more, he's more controlled. He has been a little chaotic in most of the movies that we've seen to some extent, whether it be over the top, whether it be really in your face, just the over the top personality. Mm -hmm. He's just a regular dude with a, with like more, you know, power like government background that most people have. You don't really get into that. You get just enough. I think this movie still for me really holds up. I think that it is very entertaining. <clears throat> it's a little touch long, touch long. The story itself is kind of wobbly, but it's the action surrounding it and the chaoticness and the viciousness of the zombies and the way that it spreads and the build to each individual moment really just intrigues me throughout the whole thing. Like I said, it's just a touch long and I can see how it could be like a repetitive type thing. But for me, it was just like from the moment that dump truck hits, it's just action packed from there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Next. Hey, what do you thoughts? think, Andrew? You're the guest this week. Well, I, okay, it was, it was pretty good. I would say it still, it, it still has, it still holds up a little bit. It's got, there, there are some little things that I would say that, I don't know, are just, they've always bugged me ever since I saw it. I always thought the pacing was kind of off, like, because it's, I know it's trying to move through it pretty, pretty quick, but I mean, it, whenever you get past. Hey, whenever you get past that, I would say that I would say that that's probably like the like the one like the one peeve I have on this movie. It's it's pretty good for what it is. I've never read the book. Never read the book. But yeah, that's what I would say. 
It's a, it's a, I keep, this is one movie I keep coming back to. What did you think of Brad Pitt in it specifically? I thought he was good in it. I thought he let, I, I thought he was a good lead. I thought he was, I really would like to know a little bit more about his job because he keeps saying, I'm never going to do this again. I'm never going to do this again. What exactly was it? Like, we know he worked for the UN. <laughs> so that's, I mean, we get, we keep getting hints of it, but we never, I don't think we ever really know what he does. I have a fun theory about that because after this rewatch, I am 100% convinced that this is the prequel to Bullet Train. He, in this movie, he got pulled into something. He was out having a family line. Then he got pulled into something, had went through some crazy shit. Then he was like, I'm done. Finish me off. I'm done. And then in Bullet Train, he's like, all right, I've, I've recovered. I'm feeling a lot better from this traumatic event. I've gone through my therapy sessions, which I'm going to keep bringing up in this train as I go through this easy mission that turns out to be crazy. That is my new belief. Yeah, after he's done poisoning the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert. We will be getting into spoilers, I assume, right? Oh, sure. This, oh, movie, yeah. this movie's fairly Spoil old. this one. All right. Uh, well, I'm going to say that I think this was a fine movie. I think it was... I think everything was, I think it was executed okay. Like it wasn't bad, but I, for me, it didn't really do anything that really, to me, elevated the, the, the elements, the, the concept of a zombie movie. It feels like it wants to, it wants to be like the biggest zombie movie that's ever happened, but it just kind of feels like everything that happens feels like pretty formulaic to me. And that's even given that like, you know, they take it, I mean, <clears throat> We have seen a lot of zombie movies try to re sort of play with the genre, reinvent it. We've seen comedy. We've seen things like Trade to Busan. We've seen things where they've tried to change the, you know, the overall dynamic of it so that it's a different type of movie. This is a very serious, very realistic, very straightforward take on a zombie movie. And so it just felt very it kind of felt safe in a lot of ways. It didn't feel like it really went above and beyond anything that I would have expected. That said, I think that they did a really good job of having Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt's character, Jerry, put together subtle clues in his head to figure out a strategy to win. You know, like these things are happening in the, in the, in the background. Some of them are happening in front of you, but you don't know the full context yet. And he puts it all together in the end. I think that's a, that's a, that's a good element. I think that from a pacing standpoint, it is a little strange because it feels like very like, go, 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 go. And then like once he gets to Korea, things kind of like freeze for a moment to get some get some information. And then it's like off to this place and go, go, go again. But I just felt like, yeah, it didn't really elevate anything for me. And, I, and that's, a lot, that's a lot of pressure to put on a movie. That's a big expectation to put on a film. But when you're working within a genre that's, has a lot of material i feel like you have to bring something new to the table because otherwise you're just going to blend in i thought that some of the visual effects have not aged well it the practical effects of the zombies look great some of the bigger shots of zombies they look like rubber and maybe i i don't think that's that much of a limitation of the time i think that's probably just I mean, they just kind of have like kind of video game crowd physics where they're just falling all over each other. And so that's like a minor complaint of mine. I usually don't complain about visual effects. It was just something that stood out to me as I watched tonight, just how much those effects haven't aged that well. But otherwise, I thought Brad Pitt in this was 
was pretty solid. He was holding it down as best he could. He had a he didn't have a character that had a large range of what he was doing, like emotion or anything like that. But he he's seems very like active more he than seems like the coolest cat in the room, though, in terms of like he's not panicking. He's the only person not panicking. And when he recognizes something's about to happen, he's like, hey, here's what we need to do. Right. He's very direct. So there you go. I don't know. That's that's my first take. OK, OK. I will continue what I have identified as a as a downward trend with each person. I don't I don't like it. I didn't like it. And I, I think it's a lot of it's because I I didn't get invested in any of the characters. I don't really blame Brad Pitt's performance for this as much as I do the script. I just never felt that he was like actually dying to get back to his family or anything like that. It was just kind of like, oh, I have to leave my family. And then we don't think about the family again until the reunification at the end. So like that kind of that lack of investment kind of took me out of it a little bit. And then I just kind of see it as, yeah, this is another of a bunch of zombie movies that came out around this time when the genre was really popular. So like, it's fine when I like, I don't like it, but I don't think it's a bad movie. It's just okay. It's not for me really. This was the second time I've seen it first time since it came out. And yeah, I think you're right, David, the, the visual effects are off a little bit. I don't know the full details, but I know this movie had a, had some production hell. And the budget got kind of out of control and there were a lot of rewrites. So I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they had to go cheap on some of the effects because of that. There were some cool aspects of it, though, like the 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 zombie pyramids that they make to like climb walls and buildings and stuff. That's pretty neat. That is like, yeah, what ants do. And so it, it that gave me the heebie-jeebies because I've never seen that portrayed in a zombie movie before. And no, not like that quite. No, not quite like that. Because I don't, I don't know that we've really seen this type of zombie movie that has the worldwide scale, you know? So that's also a cool aspect. I've also never read the book, so I don't know anything about it other than it's kind of like, it's like an oral history of a war yeah, involving zombies. Yeah, um, that's, almost, that's almost the exact title is an oral history of the zombie war. And from what I've read about it, it very much reads like a series of reports from Jerry, from the main character Jerry, about these different things that he goes and sees. So it's not like written like a traditional like story like that. It's written as though from the perspective of somebody writing a report. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's supposed to look real. But I do want I got I got to poke fun at my at my least favorite part, which is that ending. And yes. I feel like you were hinting at it a little bit, David. The solution cannot be to inject the world with a deadly pathogen. <laughs> Because they don't, they don't discuss how to solve that. One of the no. scientists is like, well, "We can't do that," and they're like, "The hell we can!" And then they just do. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it that is part like, was too much. It is like as as Ruth Nega, who I love Ruth Nega, she's great in everything I've ever seen her in. As she says, "I will give it points for creativity," but it sounds like a pretty insane thing to do because it's like, okay, I, I'm with you. They view they somehow. Whatever it is that's infecting the people can recognize weakness, whether that's old age, terminal illness, or even even minor injury, because they did because like they purposely ignored a soldier who had a limp. So they will so they, they bring so it's like, okay, so how can we spread that to everybody? And I like that Brad Pitt's character says we get one that has like a low mortality rate. Like, you know, well, so some people might die just to save themselves from not being zombies, but you know. 
low-ish. And I like that she, like, they list off some some of the diseases that they have uh, available. And I'm like, yeah, some of those those sound good to have just to hide from zombies. But it's the yeah. getting, it's the part about getting rid of the zombies that's the hard part. My yeah. thinking of it was they they mentioned how it would be great to have you know our our armies basically be invisible to the enemy. And I thought, yeah, but they're sick. You've made yeah. them <laughs> ill. They're like, they're, e- yeah, even if the mortality rate low, you've made them sick, and now they're going to go fight with H one N one. What are you yeah. talking about? Like, I think that's what they go with. I think they go with H1N1. Well, like, I don't know how, done. like, they may be invisible, but I don't know how effective like, a fighter they'll that, be. That's the thing is, like, okay, the first person to try it is Brad Pitt. He just goes yeah. raw H1N1 or something, right? Sure. Not great. But I, I, I don't know if the, I don't know if, like, the epilogue that's kind of playing as Brad Pitt's narration comes in was supposed to imply that doctors took the time now that they had this this information to create a create a vaccine that within the host presents h1n1 but is it fatal like that would be a potential solution because then yeah you can right. make it work but i don't i couldn't quite i couldn't quite pick That's up the if that was what they were getting for it. but i want more than that <laughs> well it just it has no resolution and like it's just tied up a little quick yeah, it well, is. it's just yeah. like we it's have this quick. movie, 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 and you're it done. Well, like and there's not really no. a resolution because the point yeah. is the war continues on. Yeah. Keep and I just like, like that, that's I'm what gonna be real. It. it don't look good for humanity. No, even, I with, can't with, wait that, to even with that weird pathogen virus, like no, we're vaccine. I don't think yeah. you're going to make I, it. I, I can't wait to hear a little later. We should talk about the attempt at a sequel because this movie very much ends with basically by the way, we want to do a sequel. That's how the ending I, really feels. You know, one thing for me, I'm an easy sucker for a, zo- for a zombie movie that does it well. There's a lot of zombie movies that don't do them well or they do them differently. But I like, I like a zombie movie that is surrounded in kind of like a puzzle. And like this one is kind of like a puzzle. They are trying to find a way to solve that, that problem and, and find that vaccine. And I think the way that they go about it is an interesting way. Yeah, the story alone and the way that it's wrapped up on its own is not very well executed. For me, this movie excels and keeps me entertained based on the builds and the payoffs. Each build, each individual build separately is quite good. And then it really hits the brakes hard each time. And I think that's where the pacing gets off is it, it, it's got that slow, 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 slow. And then it goes wham, and then it goes wham real quick each time. And it's just, it can throw you off if you're not into it. And I'm just into a zombie style movie like that. That's understandable. And like I said, like I said, I don't think the movie falls into a territory of bad for me because I feel like everything, for the most part, everything they do, they do well. Like it, like, like there's no distracting performances that are bad. There's no like, uh, just like, it's not like the pacing is so off or anything like that, that like I lost, I lost interest. I, I won't speak for the whole house over here, but you know, it kept me going for the most part. And so I think, you know, it's it's like best I could say is it's fine to good. For me, know? it's a perfect movie to turn on the television and not okay. have to pay much attention to and be able to enjoy it. Yep. You know, it doesn't have but to I be great. Like... It has to be enjoyable enough to watch it in the background of something. But I and feel that like is perfect for, enough for me. I feel like for me, even just the title of the book implies like this incredible spectacle zombie film. World War Z sounds like this is the be- this should be the be all end all of zombie. And I just don't feel like it is. I feel like it's, 
it doesn't no. live up to its own title very much. It's, so, it's just a very solid piece of movie zombie work. There's so not anything wrong with it. It's just solid. So, so you said that it was, you, Garrett, said that it was too long, like a tad bit too long. Yeah. I, okay. This is what I have to say. I kind of wish, wish this was longer. I really you, do think that. Andrew, did you really think, here, man. Quick, quick question, though, Andrew. Did you watch the extended cut? Because I did. I yeah, did. I did. We yeah. all watched the extended cut. Oh, you wanted it to be longer? Yeah. Even and, and to be fair, the, the extended cut was only seven minutes longer. Okay. So I, I, I still feel that. like that was a lot. I had wondered about that. But yeah, but I wanted to, I double checked because I want because I don't know the difference. So I want to see what was actually different. The basically, cut. it was alternate takes of extended fight scenes and a little more CGI. And just they made it a little bloodier, is all. The because uh, the extended cut's only two hours and three minutes, which yeah, that's not that bad for runtime. No, but no, in theory, it's not. No, so <laughs> what were you? You was, wanted more fleshed out characters, Andrew. I just wanted like a more like. I just wanted better pacing, you know, like, cause I, I, I feel like we're just rushed into everything and we don't have any time. We don't have any time to process it all. And it's, 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 it's yes. like, I really do think this movie could actually be better as a mini series. If they, if they put it as a mini series, I don't even know if that better. was a joke or not. I don't think it was, but that was very funny. Well, Andrew hasn't been here and he doesn't know that I am. He was here last Everything week, needs to be a mini series. Right? You were here for bullet trips, but oh that, wow, that's well, Garrett's line. Andrew, I'm gonna resend you the script. That Garrett's line. This should have been a minute <laughs> because no. that's been Garrett's thing for the last like nine episodes. Is you know make this a mini series, and he's not <laughs> wrong when he says it. Usually, it's just funny to me that like every movie that's longer than 95 minutes suddenly <laughs> needs to be a mini series. See, and I don't think I, I want this one to be shorter. I know that Andrew, I guess for me, this one, yeah, again, but, there's there's nothing out like home run about this movie. This movie is just a fun, enjoyable watch for me. That right. Is the, sure. well, that's all you, I need from it. Now, I don't Andrew, care about the characters. I don't care about the development. It's got fun action. It's got zombies attacking that are crazy and ruthless. They are climbing up the side of a bullet effing wall like insane and crazy and just an enjoyable watch. Now, Andrew, your line is, it reminded me of The Dark Knight. Yeah. Well, it did kind of remind point, me of the dark. Night. And at some point, I will bring up Zombieland. I would just say, <laughs> I mean, well, I I do want to say a little bit about a comparison to Zombieland and some other zombie movies, just to say that my favorite zombie movies I like because the characters are good. The zomb zombies are all the same in every zombie movie, but how the characters deal with it is what makes it interesting. And I think the fact that I just didn't care about them in this one, yeah. but also, Andrew, I wanted to point out that. If you t made this a miniseries, it would just be The Walking Dead, and we already have that. That's mm -hmm. true. Interestingly, and, which is also he, too long. Interestingly, the director or someone involved, one of the writers I'm reading here, said that the way they sort of envisioned it was if you combined the sort of tonal tone and pacing of the Born Identity series with Walking Dead, wa Walking Dead zombie series, that zombie setting. That's kind of the the two things coming together to create, you know, this particular world. And I can I don't see, think I got any born out of that. I can oh, I can see the I can see the elements there because he's it is not very, really a born. There's a born kind of guy. It, no, but there's like a there's a kind of a shaky cam kind of component. There's a very real like like it's very it's very grounded. Like other than the fact that there are zombies around, 
it's all very like, I work with the UN. We're in communication with the World Health Organization. These are like very real things as opposed to bullet train where it's just like nebulous assassin ring, you know, or, or, or John Wick, you know, or things like that, where there's, you know, they're using real guns and they're fighting with real hands, but they're also like crazy ninja assassins that are seven foot eight, you know, so that type of thing. I liked it in the, the poster that Andrew's got there as his background. Brad still found time to put his scarf on. <laughs> yeah, it's gotta a, look good for the zombies. That's his UN scarf. His UN scarf. The official UN scarf. You don't get to know no. what he does. Just that he has a scarf like, and he works at the UN. That was what but, I was trying to figure out because, from what I gathered, some sort of like UN mitil- military investigator. Because they yeah, kept something like that. In, your investigation in in. And what you know, does that have to do with now? Belarus your or your investigation in Ethiopia, stuff like that. And I was like, okay, so like, is he like, he works for the UN, but he's an investigator, but he also has military training for that. So like, I, and he's like, I don't know, he's like some kind of like military police for the UN or something like that. I don't know. But we're deep enough in now that I feel like I can talk about my favorite and least favorite character of the movie. And that was the epidemiologist that went with Brad Pitt to South Korea. This guy is not in the movie for very long. He's random <laughs> Raven on a battleship about what we got to do. They send him on this plane. He goes ham on a metaphor about Mother Nature being a serial killer. Like, commit yeah. hard <laughs> to this metaphor for like, for like ever. Brad, Pitt, I think what did, what happened was Brad Pitt's character Jerry referred to soldiers as hammers who only see who only whenever they look at the situation they only see nails which is the fun metaphor and this guy's like i got a metaphor for you mother nature's a serial killer and then just goes on like a four minute rant about it for a lot you know anyway it very it very much i thought about it he seemed happy to be like he thought about it overnight you know that was the that was the gist. <laughs> he wrote that speech beforehand then this dude straight up falls and shoots himself in the face <laughs> And That's he, it. You're not he's wrong. He's a scientist. He's not a soldier. He got, they got off. They were starting to get off the plane. Some zombies came up. He turned around. He took the advice Brad Pitt gave him of keep your hand on the trigger a little too well. <laughs> shot himself in the head by accident. It was just such a comical end to such a strange character who was supposed to be like part hero. He's supposed to be like, you know, like at first I was like, okay, so it's this guy in Brad Pitt for the rest of the movie. Nope. <laughs> nope. No, every person at this per each little mini, it's it is like a little mini series within each thing. Each piece gives Brad Pitt one little piece of the puzzle that he puts together at the end and then solves the the thing and then goes out and does everything. But yeah, that moment well, he just falls down is amazing. Is it? Well, it is such a. It's one of those. It's one of those things that like is whenever like, gosh, I'm trying to think of like a movie that does this. I mean, Bullet Train did this a little bit. Is like people trying to like in film capture the idea of bad luck of like, you know, like just horrible luck happening in zombie movies. People always have the worst luck. This is just one of those things. That was an interesting part of the movie for me. That that was very funny. <coughs> Excuse me. So I wanted to wanted I wanted to bring that up. Yeah. What uh, else? Any, is there anything else that I, we want to talk about? Or are we ready yeah. to jump into the box office? I want to talk about real quick the the failed sequel, and then we can do that. Oh yeah, yeah. So, yeah let's hear that. They wanted to, so the movie, like you said, Josh went through a bit of production hell. So when before the movie released, they were like, "We're probably not going to do a sequel for this." As we'll talk about in the box office here in a minute, the movie did pretty well, pretty well at the box office. So after release, they were like, 
sequel. Let's do it. Paramount was all in. Let's do this. They had a director for a while, J.A. Bayona, who was going to be the director. Movie's going to come out in 2017. That fell through. J.A. Bayona moved on to something else. I think James Bond, wasn't that? Wasn't he the director of Spectre or something? Can't remember. <laughs> Anyhow. Uh, maybe. That, so, no, that was Sam Mendes. Oh, dang. Okay. So then in 2015, they start courting, guess who? David Fincher to be the director of World War Z2. It I'm into that. About, it took, I about two, I, it took about two years, and I don't remember this part either. They got him. He signed on to direct World War Z2 for a release date of July, of July 2019. In June of 2018, they announced that... Uh, hang on, sorry. In February of 2019, the film was canceled. A source quoted by The Hollywood Reporter said that the Chinese government's ban on films featuring zombies or ghosts was the single biggest reason Paramount canceled the sequel. So they were like, we can't make money in China with this anymore. Sorry. No zombie movie. That's weak sauce, Paramount. It is. That's too bad. Because even though I wasn't crazy about this, I don't know. Like it just stinks for for it to get canceled like that. But it took a lot, it took a lot for this movie to get made to be. I don't want to see any movie canceled for political reasons. That's stupid. The funny thing is what I was reading, the first script that was ever written for this in 2007 was on the blacklist. Have you guys heard of Hollywood's blacklist for screenplays? Yeah. It was on there, and there was a bunch of film critics that were legitimately hyping it up. Like, if they make this script, we might be talking about a zombie film as best picture. Or a no. Best yeah. Hype. Best BS. They were, they were talking about how this could be, like, they were talking about how this script, if it was, if it's done right, could be, like, genre-defining. Sorry, I've got to Who said that? Some, some, some kid who's on TikTok? That's what, <laughs> that's what it says on Wikipedia. Yeah, soups, that's what, did Soups say that? Pre-TikTok, pre-TikTok. It was Ain't It Cool News, if you remember that. I do remember Ain't It Cool News is still around. I don't... They might be. Anyway, those are just some things I wanted to throw out there. So, where was I? Box office. Box office. office. Here we go. So, World War Z opened up... Gosh, it feels like it was not that long ago. But World War Z opened up July 21st, 2013. Uh, Oh, excuse me. June 21st, 2013. It finished number two uh, that weekend. It brought in $66 million, 66.4, only falling behind the also opening that weekend, Monsters University, which brought in 82.4. The number three that weekend was Man of Steel in its second week. And number four, This is the End, uh, which brought in $13 million. And at number five was Now You See Me, the magician heist film. Great movie. What I remember. Of, I mean, it's actually looking at it a stacked weekend at the box office because Man of Steel, like I said, 41 million, World War Z 66, Monsters University 82. That's three movies making 40 million plus. That's a big weekend. That's a lot of people at the box office that week. World War Z would go on to make, where was that number? World War Z would go on to make uh, $202 million in the United States, 337 overseas, and for a worldwide total of 540 million. Garrett, I'm actually, in retrospect, really glad you picked this because I can I can talk about the fact that this is Brad Pitt's highest-grossing film ever. Whoa! Well, in wow. which he, in which he is the lead. Technically, Deadpool two is the highest-grossing movie he's in, but yeah, we wouldn't count that. You know, that's a cameo at best. But World War Z is his highest-grossing movie, both worldwide and domestically, followed by Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Troy, and then Ocean's Eleven. What an interesting list! Would not have expected people don't want to watch his good anywhere. movies. Hey, is Troy 11th good? good? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. 
<laughs> no, Troy is actually Troy, get um, that out of here. I believe Troy is his is his highest grossing internet and film this, internationally. Come on, it was real close to picking that one because I thought it was going to be awful, and I really, really was close, but the runtime got me. Yeah. That movie is not good. I like Troy. I don't care what anybody says. Um, yeah. Monster. I haven't seen it. I don't know. <coughs> anyway, if we travel says back... ancient Greece like Oklahoma and Brad Pitt. <laughs> we travel back to 2013 and World War Z would finish as the number 13 movie at the U.S. box office, just behind Thor the Dark World. At number one that year was The Hunger Games Catching Fire. At number two, you had Iron Man 3. And number three, Frozen. And a number four, Despicable Me 2. Rounding up the top five is Man of Steel. Some other movies from that year, Gravity, The Hobbit, Desolation of Smog. So that's like Hobbit 2. Fast and Furious 6. So we were up to six by that point. The Croods. What else <laughs> was on here? American Hustle. That was the year of Great Gatsby. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's your box office stats for this week. You know, I was reading when uh, at, the be- at the beginning of the Wikipedia article, they talk about the film rights for the book. And the other big company, the other big production company that was in competition for the, like in the bidding war for the book rights or the film rights for this book was a Leonardo DiCaprio's production company, Apian Way, Brad Pitt's production company ended up getting it. So it's interesting that they have competing, competing production companies out there. Here's a little detail that I just realized. Yeah. Cause Bullet Train was too. Every Brad Pitt movie we've done has been a book adaptation. Ah, what a I, weird accident. Fight Club, Bullet Train, Assassination, and now World War Z. And if yeah. we get Moneyball, that's a book too. So we'll see what the fans. Yeah, think. we'll talk about that next. But well, let's wrap up and do our rankings, guys. Yeah. Whether we think yeah. this falls on the box of letter. I'm gonna guess that the letterbox viewers have rated this a three point two. I'm gonna guess an even three, three point oh. Hmm. I'm going to go lower. I'm going to think I'm going to go just, just bad. I'm going to go 2.9. I don't think it's quite a three. I'm going to go with 3.91. Point what? Okay. So we're covering the whole These range. These are the man. worst picks. Yeah. <laughs> Cover the whole range. Well, I hope it's over 3.2 now. Right. Okay. Well, All right. I'm, I'm not getting it any lower. I don't remember what everybody said, but we do have a direct hit, so it doesn't really matter. Okay, Andrew is taking this one with 3.1. 3.1 direct. 3.1 for double. Way to go, WC. Andrew comes in and swoops it on that one. What do we think, boys? What do we got? I'll go I'll go first because I have a feeling. I'm going to say it's a three. I'm going to just give it a solid three. I'm going to, which means it's tied with Fight Club for my ratings of these movies so far, but I am going to put this in terms of the movies we've done at the bottom of the list. It's World War Z, then Fight Club, then Jesse James, then Bullet Club or Bullet Train. I, I will also put, I will also do three. Mm, well, I'm going to do two and a half. I will back it up to a three. Oh, you're going to three as well? I thought you'd be like a three and a half or a four. No. This is a this is a movie that I will enjoy one time every nine years. It doesn't get it doesn't get better than that, right? I don't think if you're looking for a good zombie night, this isn't the, the worst one you could put on. Yeah. No, but that no. said, I think I I don't know what how many zombie movies we as a podcast have done, but I kind of feel like Train to Busan's a high mark that we're gonna have. That's gonna be that's tough a to great beat. movie. That was an incredible film. So like, it's a high bar there, and then. 
then you got two more zombie lands that we've done. So I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of a hard. I don't know if we've done any other ones, but but I, you know, I don't think so. Maybe. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, we'll be so back. Let's, let's talk next, about next week. Next, with yeah. Ne- our final pick. Are we? I don't know if we're. Yeah, we can announce it. We can I don't announce know. it. I. Oh, we have. I did yet. the vote tallies. We yeah. asked on social media. I think Josh and I think we officially know. So this will be the revealing for everybody. We had several people vote. Our top five initial nominations were Moneyball, War Machine, Burn After Reading, Snatch, and Tree of Life. Oh. And the winner is, what do you think? Do you guys have any guesses? Is that Josh, you can't play. But what do you guys think? Uh, Snatch. I think it's you either. Said you voted for Snatch. You're a big Snatch fan. I've heard you talk about Snatch. I think yeah. it's going to be either Moneyball or, hey, can you not yell at me, please, son? It's going to be either Moneyball or Burn <laughs> After Reading. You think Moneyball or Burn After Reading? Yeah. Okay. It is indeed Burn After Reading. The Coen Brothers. Correct. Andrew, I know you're not a fan of that one. I remember well, loving it. I remember loving it. I'm wor- it's been a while since I've seen it, so I'm interested to see how it holds up. Yeah, Brad Pitt. Isn't George Clooney in that? George Clooney, Tilda John Swinton? Malkovich, Tilda Swinton. Oh, I forgot her name, but somebody else. Brad Pitt. Yeah. Francis That's McDormand. Francis McDormand, that's who it was. Where's Brad, Brad Pitt's Pitt in this in the, movie? It's in the Pick of Pits. And also John Malkovich. Yeah. 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 All right. So, well, well, that's I'm how we're going to, that's how we're ending Pick a Pit August. Which I Thanks think, everybody who voted. I think it's Thank still, you so much. Yeah, it'll yeah. still be August. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. Thanks for voting in our fan pick, which we'll do next week. Burn after reading. I'm excited to see it again. Yeah. I think it'll it's, be fun. I think so. I like I'm very the, I like the Coens. There's a couple Cohen movies I don't like, but for the most part, they I like them. This is one that I know Andrew does not like at all, and I like it a lot. But and we usually disagree on Cohen Brothers movies. Well, we'll have I, to see. I, we, so I think that it will be fine. We'll have okay. to see if Andrew, if you join that episode or not. You know you, what? You just let us know. Yeah, and I've you know what? I'm not th- I'm not seen it, so it's gonna be new for me. I can add you it. You know to what? My- I think I will. Yeah, right. I think you should. It should be a fun dynamic. Thing. Yeah, especially if you still don't like it, because yeah. I'm not. I don't think my mind will change. I'll be surprised if it does. And then David will be our fresh set of eyes. Fresh set of eyes. So okay, I'll, cool. I'll see you next time. <laughs> Sorry, I got a kid screaming at me. I may not be able to say goodbye in a minute. I'll take it out. We're wrapping now anyway. Yeah, we'll we'll take Jack's cue as your cue to go to somanysequels.com and subscribe to the show in podcast app of your choice. You can also find our social media links there so you can follow us and vote in future polls that we might ask you all to do to weigh in on what we're... We have some great suggestions doing. for upcoming months of we do. celebrities. 2023 we have some might be lit. suggestions. Treasure... Shout out to him. He knows what he did. He knows what he's done. So yeah, go find us there. We'll see you next time.